Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and today I chatted with our guest, Alexis. Alexis lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and recently graduated from Kennesaw State University with an exercise science degree. She is currently taking some extra courses so she can go to pharmacy school. Alexis talked about pivoting your career, following what you truly want in life, and challenging yourself even when things seem difficult. She also shared some helpful advice for new students, insights on self-care, and not being afraid to ask for help when you need it. Listen in on our conversation with Alexis on this episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. Welcome back to the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. Our guest today is Alexis, and we're going to dive in and get started with her today. So Alexis, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, We like to start off each interview with just a few uh, get to know you kind of questions. Um, So let's start off with where do you live? I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Perfect. And where were you born? Um, I was actually born and raised here. Oh, nice. Um, What university or college did you go to? I know that you just finished your undergrad. Um, I just graduated. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just so graduated far. from Kennesaw State University. And what was your major there? I studied exercise science and I minored in Spanish. Oh, cool. Um, what are you doing right now? Right now, I am preparing for pharmacy school. So I'm taking my last prerequisites and then I'm preparing to take the PCAT. That must be a little uh, intimidating, a lot all at once. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a lot. <laughs> um, what got you into that? I know that um, just from what I know about you so far, you kind of did a little bit of a pivot. So you started with the exercise science and now you're going into uh, pharmacy school. Yes. So what, um, what got you, like, have you always been interested in that? So when I was growing up, I knew that I always wanted to be in some part of the healthcare field for my love for people and caring for people and also my love for science. And I just didn't know what part I wanted to. But when I was applying for undergrad, I was really passionate about health and fitness. And at the time, I wanted to pursue being a registered dietitian. So the plan was to major in exercise science and then for grad school, go into becoming a registered dietitian. And the program that I was looking into required that I took biochemistry. So in order to do that, I had to take organic chemistry. And that is when I found that I was not as interested in my current major as I thought I used to be. And I really loved the physiological aspect and I loved chemistry. So together, I figured pharmacy would probably be the best path for me. And you discovered that um, after you had already started, so you kind of discovered that midway through your program, the program you originally started? I actually didn't realize this until the semester before I graduated, because I wasn't starting to take those, those prerequisites for my grad program that I had in mind until maybe like a, like, a year and a half before I was preparing to graduate. Oh, so that must have been a, a big change. Like, did you have to, um, like, do a lot of extra work to catch up on that to get to the point where you were to put yourself on the correct path 
So I realized that I had majority of the prerequisites that I needed. So I only have six remaining. So even though that I graduated, I'm able to still take these classes that I, I need um, left without having to like reapply. And so when I get these six classes out of the way, then I should be on track. And it, it allows me to have this gap year. So I necessarily wasn't behind, but there's still a few more steps that I have left in front of me. But it's not, it doesn't seem like it's a whole, because I know sometimes when you kind of pivot your degree, sometimes it can be like you have to make a complete shift. And, and uh, I know a lot of people who had to do that and it kind of delayed them a lot, but it seems like you were able to keep all of that on track. So that's good. Yes, I think it's, it doesn't uh, really affect me too much considering I was already uh, a science major, so I had most of the classes that I needed anyway. So it was kind of the same direction? Yeah, not, not a lot of people who, who major in exercise science go into pharmacy, but it could easily be incorporated. Yeah, it's, it seems like a lot of the similar um, strains of science and stuff like that. Yeah. Not that I'm familiar with science that much, but it sounds like it, I guess. Um, What advice would you give for uh, students who are kind of looking to do the same thing, who kind of maybe started school and realized like halfway through that they maybe aren't in the right program or maybe they want to pivot? What advice would you give to those students? I would say that when you get to that point where you decide that maybe what you already planned wasn't exactly what you wanted to do. Instead of seeing it as maybe I, maybe I wasted my time or instead of like feeling bad about that, take it as a learning experience because college isn't always about picking one thing and sticking with it and knowing that this is what you want to do. It's also learning about what you don't want to do because when you think about it, we come into uh, college most of us are straight out of high school, 17 or 18. It's really hard to pick one thing and stick with it because you may think you want, you know what you want to do, but in reality, you don't have any idea unless you get that experience. Yeah, that's definitely a really good point because it's kind of drilled in. Like, um, I've heard a lot of people say when you're in high school, when you're 17 or 18, and you all of a sudden you have to make this decision for what you want to do for the rest of your life. And maybe not everyone really knows, but has that figured out at that point. Yeah, It's so. really scary, but it's, it's definitely not something that not everyone else feels. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what has that, I mean, I guess my next question was kind of what has that whole process kind of been like for you transitioning from undergrad to a grad program? So even though I can't fully relate to that transition because I haven't reached that program just yet, Mm -hmm. but I don't imagine it being entirely different from that transition from high school to college because, you know, you may do things now study-wise that work for you now, but it may not work for you later. And I know that I'm going to have to accustom to those changes similarly as I did before because you're in a new environment and you have different professors so what may work for you now may not work for you in the future. Right. Um, are you going, the, your, the grad school program that you're going to, like the pharmacy school program, is that at a different school than you're at now? 
Yes. So my current school that I just graduated from and I'm finishing my classes at, they don't offer a a pharmacy program. So I actually want to go to a school that's a little bit farther from here, not too far, still staying in Georgia, but yeah, I'm not staying in the the same, the same uh, school. Okay. Yeah. Cause I wasn't sure if you had to maybe reapply to that or, um, you had to basically do that whole application process all over again to get into a new school. So I guess that's kind of the second option. (laughs) It it is like starting over, which is scary, but you know, if it's scary, then you know, you're doing the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, On top of that, recently you graduated April, this past April. Yes. And that was this, my next question is a lot of students who are, have graduated this year are kind of going through the same, this similar thing right now with the COVID-19 pandemic happening and everyone kind of, all of a sudden there were no graduations or there were, it just, graduation wasn't what they pictured when they originally started school. So what was that whole experience like for you graduating during a global pandemic? So staying motivated your last semester in general is really tough, but when you transition into remote learning halfway through the semester, right before spring break, it becomes even harder, especially because for me, I work best whenever I'm on campus, if I'm learning in class, rather than when I have to manage everything on my own and make sure that I'm on top of it because there's more distractions when you're at home. So it definitely was a rough transition and I, I was kind of anticipating that when the speculation came around for um, universities shutting down, my university shutting down for the semester, I kind of anticipated that I wouldn't get that graduation, mm-hmm. but I understood the decision. Right. Did you end up having like, uh, like a virtual ceremony or was it just kind of like, here's your degree in the mail kind of thing. So we didn't get a virtual graduation, but they didn't cancel it altogether. So the plan was in March, since it was so early on, the plan was to move spring graduation to July for those summer graduates. But we're seeing now that that's probably not going to happen Mm -hmm. and they postpone it to December. So that way the spring and the summer and the fall graduates of 2020 are able to graduate at the same time. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, we don't know yet, but I do appreciate their effort in trying to have that ceremony that we've all been waiting for since we started. Right. Cause that was, I know that's like a lot of, a lot of students were obviously when you've been working hard, when you've been working so hard for four years for something like that, it's really, it's other people who don't experience that might, wonder why that's even a big deal but as a student when you've envisioned this graduation ceremony and that's your goal that you've been working towards and your dream that you've been visioning for so long and then all of a sudden circumstances that are way beyond anyone's control happen it's um can be very frustrating so i'm glad that they were um i'm glad they're actually trying to uh give you guys a ceremony i wasn't sure what a lot of different schools were doing for that I've seen a lot of schools just cancel it all together and not have virtual graduations. Uh, I've been seeing that high schools anyway, they've been doing like drive-by graduations. So it definitely makes me feel good that schools are going out of their way and accustoming to whatever they can to give that moment for the students. 
Right. Yeah. Cause not every school might have the resources to do that anyway. So yeah. Any school that can, it's nice to see that they're showing that they still care. Obviously yeah. they care, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, while you were in school or even now, since you're still um, working on that, uh, did you work part-time? I did work part-time. And in the beginning, I try to work as much as I can whenever I wasn't in school. And I realized that it was a little hard for me to balance. But the job that I had, thankfully, was like super flexible and understanding about being a student. So I, yes, I did work. Um, Would you, is that something that you, I know that some people don't really have a choice when they have to work part-time or not, especially the students who go away to school, like outside of their state or their, even their country. But um, is that something that you would recommend to students to get a part-time job while they're in school? I definitely will recommend, would recommend somebody else to, to find that job if they feel comfortable and they're in that position where they're able to, because it definitely does build your work ethic while you're a student. So when you're grad, when you graduate, you know, future employers are able to see that you have previous work experience, no matter where it is. And probably that you are also able to juggle that part-time work while you're in school too. Yes, it shows that you're able to, to handle not just school responsibility, but all responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So actually, speaking of responsibilities, how did you balance all of your responsibilities while you were in school? Like, did you figure out some kind of um, like system that helped you manage all your time? So it was a matter of trial and error because <laughs> in the beginning, it, it definitely is hard. You're transitioning and you have so much more responsibilities. For me, it was deciding what means the most to me and pri- prioritizing that. So number one was studies first always. If I had a big exam coming up, if my friends wanted to go out to get some drinks or if they wanted to go get dinner, I would try to refrain from, from social events like that and focus my time on my studies because I knew that I had to give that time to myself. And the second uh, priority that I had was attending the gym regularly because it's always been something that was very, very big for me in my life, uh, going to the gym at least four to five times per week. So I always wanted to incorporate that because not only was it great for stress relieving, it was also shown by science that uh, regular exercise does improve academic performance. So I tried to make that one of the top priorities. Yeah, I've, I've seen those studies too. And it just helps your, your brain circulation and like getting all that, getting all the juices flowing kind of yes. thing. <laughs> yes. um, that actually leads into the next thing I was going to ask you about was what, um, how did you kind of manage stress and prioritize self-care among all of your different responsibilities and working? Um, but I guess exercising is probably a big part of that. Yes, exercising was one of the big ones because in the beginning, I, I actually fell off of going to the gym as much because I felt like every second of, of that I wasn't 
doing something school related, I felt like I was not being productive. I felt like I wasn't being a good student, which is obviously not the case. (laughs) So over time, I learned that, you know, I feel overwhelmed. Maybe I should go to the gym. Maybe I should go grab some coffee with friends. It's taking that step back when you realize that at a certain point, if you're so stressed out, you're not going to retain as much. And you really do need to find whatever works for you to release all of that stress. Yeah, that's definitely something that um, I think it's important for students to make sure they add to their regular routine and self-care is something that looks completely different for everybody. Exactly. So it's nice to hear when people um, figure that out for themselves and kind of learn what works for them and yes. how to fit that in. So um, looking back on your undergrad, um, what do you, what would you say was kind of the key to your success or was it that stress uh self-care balance i think the key to my success was accepting that transition accepting that things are harder now and that it's okay to ask for help it's okay to go to tutoring sessions and if it wasn't for you know taking that leap and actually going to these tutoring sessions that my classes held for free Um, I probably wouldn't be in the position that I am because when I decided to first start going to tutoring, I was taking my organic chemistry class my first semester. And the tutor that I had for that, he really made it so easy to to understand. And that's when my love for organic chemistry really just came about. And I honestly don't know if had I not gone to those sessions, if I'd even be in this position that I am right now. Right. It's definitely... That's definitely a good point that um, the way that you, the way that you're taught something has a really big impact on the way you absorb it and the way you get interested. Cause if you have a professor that just, you just cannot listen to, or you just can't get into it can make a huge difference. It does. It really depends on, on that professor and who's delivering that, that information. Yeah. I had a professor, one of my professors was like that when I was in university and he just like, was very dry and had this way of talking that it was just so hard to understand and no one did well in that class because no one paid attention to him. Yes, I definitely so, have yeah. professors like that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely frustrating too. And it's like, why would they hire someone like that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so that definitely and learning too. Um, it's nice that your school had uh, free tutoring sessions or lessons available to yes. you too. I'm, I don't know if a lot of schools do that or not. I know it's specifically for the notoriously hard classes. Um, I can't speak for any classes outside of science, mm-hmm. but there were generally like your chemistry courses, your biology courses, anything that had like high, not, not high fail rates, but that were just harder for students. They generally had those tutoring sessions available for students who, who qualified for them. That's awesome. And that's good that you kind of just embraced it and took advantage of it because those resources are there for people to take advantage of and to learn. And a lot of people, I think, are um, kind of afraid or hesitant to ask for help or to admit that they need that extra help. So I think taking that step really is um, really shows a really good character, like really you're dedicated to your growth. It really shows that you care about your grade that much too, because you may feel like if you're asking something and it sounds what you think sounds 
dumb. It, it really isn't. It's the whole point of you don't understand this and you're reaching out because you want to be the best that you can. Yeah, exactly. And always, always focusing on that bettering yourself and getting better grades because that's why you're there in the first yes, place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, so what was one of your favorite memories in school so far? So this memory that pops out to me the most is this one time I was studying with one of my friends in the library. We were working on our lab reports for our chemistry class and her lab partner walks by and she invites him to sit down. And normally I'm really shy and it takes me a really long time to open up to somebody. But the second that he sat down, he started striking conversation and we we're all laughing, we we're all just talking. And it really felt like in that moment that I had known him for years, but in actuality, I didn't even know what his name was because he didn't introduce himself. Um, and of course, you know, I, I could mention the connections I felt with my professors or I could talk about research I had the opportunity of participating in. There's so many things that happened, but I think it's this memory that sticks out to me the most because that memory brought me to one of my most treasured friends to this day. And uh, if, if it weren't for attending that same university, then I, I don't know if we would ever cross paths because right. our, our foundation of our friendship started in university. And from there, we were lab partners and we built a lot of memories during our undergraduate years together. And I think that was really nice. That's amazing. That's one of those, those moments that are definitely hard to find. But um, always valuable, I guess. That's what yes, they're looking for. I agree. Um, but that's another thing too is that uh, with university, it kind of brings you out of that comfort zone. So you you get to meet all these people who you never would have even said hi to before. Yeah, exactly. You're you're meeting new people all the time, and you're connecting with people you wouldn't even think that you would, and it, it's really nice. And something about him specifically was he really made me feel that it's okay that school doesn't always have to be about studying 24 seven. You can have fun. And he really showed me that. And I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. And I think that's too, like university isn't just about studying. And I mean, obviously you're there to get yes. your degree, but it, it's, a big pro it's a big factor, but yeah, like there are so many other things that there's so many other benefits to going to university including that whole expanding your network, expanding your social circles and um, just learning how to balance learning how to be an adult. Yes, exactly. I agree. Some people don't know that when they start university. <laughs> yes. And it's a hard reality when you realize that, you know, what you thought maybe is how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of learning how to be an adult, um, what are some of the struggles or challenges that you faced as a student and how did you overcome them? So before I started um, college, I was a straight A and B student all the time and I never made C's and I always saw making C's in my eyes for me was, was like failing, even though it's not. So my freshman year, I had a lot of challenges I was faced with. I was finding really difficult to transition and I didn't make just one C, I made three and I made them all at the same time. And really for me to overcome it was I had to accept that this is what happened. 
you know, it's part of life. You're not going to be perfect all the time. You can't be hard on yourself all the time. So I took that and I evaluated how I can make that better. And that's when I also started to go to tutoring sessions. I started finding outside resources. I was connecting with more people that could help me out. And I, I really took it as a chance to just better myself. Yeah, that's, that's definitely how you turn a, a negative into a positive. Yes. Uh, that's something that I know a lot of people I know that had that same thing. If everyone was so used to getting A's in high school and then so they went to university and they thought that they were still going to get A's, but they didn't like they weren't mentally, I guess, mentally prepared for yeah. the difference. In because the, it, and it goes back to what worked for you in high school for studying. Like I used to study just the night before and I used to be fine. And I thought I could continue doing that in college. And being a science major and taking these classes, they're significantly harder than they were in high school. And it was, it was a harsh reality that I had to suck up and basically just evaluate the situation and be, and be at that understanding of this didn't work for me then. I mean, this may, work, may have worked for me then, but it doesn't work now. So how can I change it? Yeah, I went through kind of some something similar to that too, where I was studying for everything the night before in high school, and I was like, I can't do this in university. This is not working. It is way too much information. <laughs> and it's just like everything, all the essays are longer, and the tests are, even the way the tests are worded is harder, and everything is just harder. <laughs> Definitely. And for me, towards the end of my major, it wasn't even like multiple choice anymore. Everything was free response, the whole entire test. So it's not something you could be like, oh, I recognize this. So this is the right answer. You really had to understand that concept or else you just didn't do well. Yeah, it's just coming at this point. At that point, it's coming out of whatever's in your head. <laughs> yes, exactly. You just spew out everything that you could think of yeah. around that subject. But I guess the best, the better thing about that is that at least you know that you know what you're talking about instead of yes. just like memorizing yes. a certain thing. It may have been hard for me then. Of it, it was stressful because I wanted to make sure that you know I was fully prepared and I was. It gave me a bunch of stress and anxiety. But now I can look back on that and I'm thankful for it because I know that most of my exams are probably going to be like that in the future, and I have to get used to not just knowing something, but being able to connect all the dots and be able to relate it back to what really matters. Mm -hmm. One of the best things I've um, kind of learned over the years is that um, you, it shows that you really, really know what you're talking about. If you can explain that thing to someone who doesn't know anything about it, if you can actually like put it into words that someone else will understand that's a good indicator of um, how well you understand that concept. Yes. yes. And it's a great study tool to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's called um, active recall. I think is the yes. study technique. Um, so I know we kind of talked about uh, some of the goals that you're working on right now. Uh, but what are some of your more long-term goals? I know we kind of did touch on that a little bit too, but. So a great long-term goal in the sense of pharmacy is going to be graduating pharmacy school and making an impact in not just my field, but to empower other women that we can be scientists, we can be doctors. Um, if that is through making an impact through research, 
I, I want to be able to make some form of impact using the knowledge that I have now and and implementing it with what I have yet to learn. I also have, for long-term goal-wise, I still have my fitness-related long-term goals that the knowledge that I, that I gained from undergrad, I want to implement that in being as the strongest person that I can be and empowering women for that too, or not just women, but everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then short-term goals, I would say probably is just overcoming these, these hurdles, these obstacles to get to pharmacy school, to be able to apply and hopefully get accepted. I know there's a lot of um, extra obstacles uh, right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, like we, we already talked about, but because you're doing all those classes online, right? Yes. Well, I'm taking two this over this summer and they, they are online, but my university is saying that they plan to open uh, to back to on-campus learning for the fall. So we'll see how that goes. So you would transition back like those courses, you would normally take them in person, right? Yes, I would normally take them in person. And I anticipated taking the rest of my classes this year online, but they, I think they took new new ways to implement the whole social distancing and being safe about everything. And so we are going to be taking that in person, which I am, I am pretty thankful for as long as, you know, there's safety and all that kind of stuff, because I'm going to be taking these labs and I can't even right. imagine taking those online. No, that's a, I always, I kept thinking about that when they, everything first went online. I was like, how are people like one of our, my friends is in culinary school and I was like, oh. how, you can't do that online. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> no. So I guess at that point, you just, I think you just um, take that semester off, I guess is what. Yeah. That's what I would do anyway. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give this year a pass. <laughs> exactly. And we have all this time to, you know, just reflect on other things with mm -hmm. people staying at home and everything. So you're not really missing out on that. If you need right. to take a break, definitely take that break yeah and staying safe and healthy is the most important thing anyway right now so everyone's just doing what they have to do <laughs> it is, yes <laughs> um one of the questions that we always ask people is because we get some really interesting answers from this question is uh if you could go back and talk to your 15 year old self what would you say i would tell myself that standardized test scores aren't everything because for me, when I was applying for my university, I got denied because I was three points away of my ACT score. And I know that it didn't define me, but it, it did hurt. So I think I would tell myself to not give up and to, if it's something that I really want to fight for that, I would tell her that your grades and those scores, they don't define your intelligence. And it's okay if you don't know what you want. It's okay if you feel lost. It's okay to change your mind if hmm. if something that you said you want to do is no longer what you want to do. I think that's a really good point is your grades, what you said about how your grades don't define your intelligence. Because I know there's a lot of people, even like looking back on high school, a lot of people, they were so invested in those marks. And if they even got a, if they were like a straight A student and they got a B, and they were just so hard on themselves. And I think that can be really damaging. 
So it's, it's really hard to, when you're not used to making those grades and you have this high expectation of yourself and you don't meet it, you feel like you're failing yourself, but you're not, you're human. You're going to make mistakes and a B is not the end of the world. Just like those C's weren't the end of my world. And at the end of the day, I graduated with the GPA that I ended up wanting and that I, I started college with. So it's, there's always time to make it up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what advice would you give to any student who's starting school this year? I would definitely tell them to be patient with yourself because we're starting this, this time and it's very interesting with the whole pandemic and all of that. It's Mm -hmm. really easy to be hard on yourself if you don't feel like you're being protected all the time. But even outside of the pandemic, I would probably tell them something similar to what I would tell my younger self. And it's that, you know, you don't have to be feeling like you constantly have to do something to be productive in order to feel like you are a good student. Because if you're not, if you're not working on something school related every second of the day, it doesn't mean that you are setting yourself up for failure. You're human and you have a life outside of school and you should definitely take, take college seriously, understand that it's going to be harder, accept the transition but also have fun because this is the time where you can, you know, take new electives. You can try new things. It's, it's a time to learn more about yourself and, and really enjoy yourself. Definitely. I, that's definitely some really important advice too. Like I, it goes back to what we were talking about, how um, obviously the main reason you're in university is to get your degree, but it's not the only thing. And it is a time, like, once you graduate from university, you are thrown into the real world. So it's best to take advantage of everything you can do in university and learn new things and try mm-hmm. out new things. And if you, if you fail, when you try new things in university and if you fail, it's a lot easier to come back from that than if you do them later on in life. Exactly. And this is the time where you're supposed to be learning from your mistakes. And so that way, when you go into the real world, you've already experienced all this and you're prepared. Right, exactly. Um, Another thing we always ask is, do you have any favorite motivational quotes that you'd want to share? My favorite motivational quote is, if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. And this kind of goes back to something that I mentioned earlier, is that You know, when I was pursuing becoming a retro dietitian, I wasn't scared of that leap. I was scared that I was making the wrong decision, that I was going to go through something because I picked it and I had to stick with it. Then when I decided that I wanted to do pharmacy, I was a week, uh, I was a semester away from graduating and I felt like it was too late. I felt like I was wasting my time and it scared me because it was different, but because it scared me, I knew that I was doing the right thing. When you set set something out for yourself and it scares you, you are acknowledging that your true potential. And if it doesn't scare you, you have to reevaluate the situation and ask yourself if you're sitting in the spot that you are because it's your safety net or if you still have some room to aim higher. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think that, you know, if um, if you're not intimidated by something, and you're, then you're obviously comfortable and you know that you're going to do well at it because you're probably already good at it. Yeah. And it's those things that are really um, a little riskier, I guess, is what I would say. 
Yes. That really, really test your knowledge and really help you learn more. I think you can learn more from things that are more challenging. Yes, because if it's scary, then that means that it challenges you, which mm-hmm. is, is never going to be a bad thing. If it challenges you, you are pushing yourself to be better and you're pushing yourself because you know that you can do it. Exactly. Um, one last final fun question is, uh, what is your favorite social media platform and why? My favorite is a tie between Snapchat and Instagram. And that's because Snapchat is easier for me to connect with my friends Mm -hmm. because I'm really bad with texting back. And then I really love Instagram because Instagram is so diverse with the amount of people that you can meet. You can, there's so many people doing their own thing. And Instagram is actually what brought us to this interview here today. Mm -hmm. You're connecting with so many people. I just think it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, we connect with a lot of people. Um, on Instagram, like a lot of the people that we talk to on our podcast, um, we connect with them a lot through Instagram because it's just an easier, easier way to meet people and interact with people. So, yes, I think it's a great way to meet new people all around the globe. Yeah, I was talking to someone um, a couple of weeks ago, and they were telling me um, that they had met over Instagram. They'd made these friends across the world. And um, then they they were like, became really, really close friends in completely different countries because they met on Instagram. That's crazy. That's so amazing. That's so exciting because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to come across. Yeah. I thought that was so fascinating. So yeah, that's really awesome. Um, So on that note, uh, just before we say goodbye here, do you have any final insights that you want to share for our listeners? So there was this one thing that I I heard from someone very special to me that I wanted to to share because I think it goes well with what we've we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about the relationship between feeling overwhelmed and that with growing responsibility. And instead of seeing that as a bad thing, see it as a good thing. Because, you know, we take on challenges and we know that it gives us stress, it gives us anxiety, possibly even self-doubt, but we continue to take on new challenges, more challenges. And the reason why we do that is because if we were just to feel overwhelmed, then we would be stationary. We, we really wouldn't be going anywhere. And if we were feeling underwhelmed, we wouldn't be maximizing our true potential. So feeling overwhelmed means that we are growing and growing can be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and growing is a privilege. So we shouldn't see it as a bad thing. We should see it as being our best, our best selves and taking that step to, you know, really, really challenge ourselves and really add on those responsibilities so that way we can be in a position where we are maximizing our full potential. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point too. And even too, when you're, when you're super overwhelmed or something, when you come out of that, when you like, say you have all this stress piled on and all these, all your responsibilities are building up, but when you tackle all of those responsibilities and you come out from being overwhelmed, that feeling is amazing. That feeling of accomplishment and, I guess productivity. Yes. Is so it's very what's the word I'm looking very constructive, I guess. Yes. It's very satisfying to overcome everything that was once overwhelming to you and you overcame it and you succeeded and you look back and you remember that time and you're thankful for it because it brought to you where you are and you continue to take it on because you just want to keep on building and and trying to be 
better than you were before. Right. Exactly. I think that's, that's such a great note to leave off on too. Yes. Some words of inspiration. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your day to talk to us, to talk to me today. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure speaking with you. We learned a lot from you and uh, we will definitely uh, keep in touch with you and see where you're at in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and you can catch me again in future episodes of the Student Influencers series as we talk to more inspiring students and hear their stories. Listen in to previous episodes, get tips and advice on studying, writing, and learning English, and so much more right here on the Homework Help Show podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Homework Help Global, on Twitter at Homework Help Inc., on Facebook at Homework Help Global, or on LinkedIn at Homework Help International.